Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Friday podcast email. I have lots of things to talk about this week. One of the things that I think a lot of intuitives and psychics don't talk about that much is how to distinguish between an intuition that you receive or you get or you have, and those terms are each quite distinctive, and I'm never sure which to pick because each implies that the source of the information is different. If we say, I have an intuition, it arrives, or if we say, I get an intuition, it implies that it's been given in some way by something or someone. Either way, when I experience an intuition, most of the time for me, the way I can know it's an intuition is that it feels quite neutral. The energy itself feels quite flat. One of the things that I have found really challenging in my own personal life, being an intuitive and actively experiencing intuitions all the time, not just about other people's lives in a professional context, not just in the confines of a reading, although I try and keep my boundaries really strict with my guides in that I literally don't want to know anything about anyone unless they're paying me money and I'm sat down and I'm holding space for that. But what I find really difficult is that I will often get very strong intuitions about things going on in my life that I don't ask for, I don't want, and frankly, my life would probably be easier if I didn't get. Now, Ames and I have been together for nearly eight years, which is a pretty significant amount of time. And in the, over those eight years, I have struggled with how best to manage my intuition vis-a-vis -vis our relationship. Now, this week, Ames will attest to this, has been one of those really challenging weeks, specifically with regards to me getting intuitions. One of the things that Ames and I struggle about a lot is that I will have an intuition about something that will happen either to them or involving them. And the way that my intuition arrives is it just feels like a factual, flat knowledge, like this event will happen and there's no emotion attached to it. But then because it's connected to somebody that I love and I care for, or it's connected to my life, I have an emotional response to that intuition. And I think one of the skills of being a really good intuitive is being able to identify and work out what the difference is between intuition and then your response to that intuition, right? So I'm usually really good at being able to say, I've had this intuition about this event that I see happening. And I feel this certain way about this event that has not yet happened, but I see will happen. Now imagine if you're in a relationship with somebody who can see, whether they want to or not, events that are going to occur. It's going to be difficult actually, isn't it? And I do feel a bit sorry for Ames because as much as they benefit from my intuition in many ways, it also does definitely make our relationship more complicated. When I foresee an event occurring, I cannot separate my experience, my emotional response to the possibility of that thing happening from the possibility of that thing happening. It inevitably is going to give me an emotional response. And I suppose what I'm saying is, if you're going to develop your intuition, one of the things that you also need to develop is a capacity to work out, and ultimately this comes from self-awareness, what is your emotional response to the information you may or may not be accurately foreseeing, and what is just the information.
Now, one of the things that I teach in the Spiritual Life Upgrade, the mentorship that, that I run along with three other really amazing coaches, is how to distinguish between fear and anxiety and intuition. Like we literally teach this. But I'm realizing as I grow older and as my relationships become more complex and as my intuition becomes even more accurate and more refined, is that there feels like there needs to be an extra level of training in how to identify where the intuition ends and one's emotional response to that information begins. So to give you an example, a concrete example, I had an intuition that this particular job that Ames was going to go on was going to be a bad idea, a bad experience, capital letters, bad experience. And I had a very particular intuition about something that would happen to Ames or connected to Ames on this trip. And of course, I told Ames not to go on the trip. I told them not to take the job. I really said, we don't need the money, don't do it. But of course, it's their free will and their life and they wanted to do it. They wanted to go. And anyway, my prediction turned out right. And this is not a very public way of going. I fucking told you. Although I did. I'm always fucking right. Can you imagine how frustrating that is for both of us when I'm always right? Especially for things, things like this. But I think there's also something else here, which I am constantly in the process of learning, which is I cannot prevent, nor is it appropriate for me to try to prevent somebody else from having an experience that they, for whatever reason, need to have or may just want to have. And it's truly been one of the things that I think I struggle with the most in my life is wanting to protect the people that I care about from bad things happening and not being able to and when you layer on top of that the ability to accurately foresee bad things happen, it's a really difficult, stressful way to live. I don't really have any solutions to this. I'm not telling you this story to be like, oh, here's this product I have to sell you that solves this problem, because I fucking don't. I would love a product <laughs> that told me how to fix this. But I think the problem is that it's not really something that can be fixed. I feel like when we develop our intuition as people, and perhaps particularly as people socialized as women, we need to make sure that part of the training we give ourselves or that we invest in or that we prioritize is also in making sure that we have clarity around the extent of our responsibility. What do we do with the information? What is our responsibility if we receive this information or if we experience information and clarity around something? I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that there's a difference between saying one has an intuition or one is given information or one gets an intuition because one word implies that you're receiving it from a source and the other implies that it's more just an event that occurs. And I think that if we have a model that says intuitions are given to us by a higher power or a higher source or a spirit, or a collection of spirits, or your highest self, or God, it's very difficult to separate out one's responsibility from that information. Do you see what I mean? It's almost like 
if we hold a belief or a cosmology that intuition is something that's given to us from another source, then that implies that there's a purpose to receiving that information. And oftentimes, if that information is a forewarning of something, it's very easy to fall into the fallacy, I think, of thinking, therefore, you're receiving this information to prevent an event from happening. And I don't know if that's true. If we imagine intuition as simply another way of experiencing the world, maybe it's a more sensitive, refined way. Maybe those of us who have developed intuition just have the capacity to see what is already present beyond what most people can see, then I don't think it comes with a responsibility to do anything with it necessarily. I'm really big on responsibility. I think that those of us who have any sort of power, whether that's structural power or authentic power, psychic power, healing power, I feel that we do definitely have a responsibility to do something with that power. But when it comes to intuition and this particular question of a responsibility to take action or maybe to inform someone or tell someone about something that you see, I think it becomes really murky. So many spiritual influences that I see, so many other psychics or intuitives who are as successful as me in the work that they do or not, are really problematic in my mind because their egos become really inflated and their sense of self becomes super inflated because they think that they have a special, a unique, a very particular access to higher knowledge and information that other people don't. And therefore, they are more important than other people broadly. And I find that attitude physically repulsive. I also just think it isn't true and doesn't make sense. So I'm always in this place of struggle, trying to work out what is my responsibility with this information and what is just part of my experience of being. I think ultimately these sorts of questions are going to come down to what is it that we're doing anything for? What is it that matters? What is it that we're concerned about? And for me, as much as I want to protect my loved ones from harm and suffering, I think at a core level, I really believe that all of us are just trying desperately to understand and know ourselves. And we can only really understand and know ourselves through experiencing the world and through relationship with other people. So although if I experience an intuition that something negative is going to happen to a friend of mine, I am absolutely going to warn them that I saw this thing. I do feel like my responsibility ends there. It's then my friend or my partner's responsibility to do what they choose with that information. Again, none of this is black and white. None of this is straightforward because there are certainly situations and times when it's not appropriate to share information, intuitive information that one experiences. It can be unhelpful. And for me, I like to have this sort of non-negotiable rule, this sort of buffer or a, a filter through which all the intuitive information that I experience goes through. And that question is, is the sharing this information going to help this person? Is sharing this information going to empower this person? And if it's not, then I don't share it. And I don't believe that I receive information. I don't receive that I get given, I don't believe that I get given information for any purpose other than for me to make a decision to engage my critical mind 
to think ethically and to ask myself, is sharing this information with people that are relevant going to empower that person? And if it's not, and ultimately that's got to be my judgment call, I don't share it. And if it is potentially going to empower that person, I pass it to them. And then it's their responsibility to do what they wish with it. But let me tell you, as a human being, as a very human being, I struggle with this all the time. This week's been really rough. Aim's been in Turkey in a very dangerous situation. And I have known that it's been a dangerous situation and been completely without power to do anything about it. And ultimately being correct about an intuition is very unsatisfying when that intuition is a negative thing. So I suppose what I would say in this 13 minute rant is, if you want to develop your intuition, I think it's going to be a really powerful and helpful and valuable faculty to develop. And I think it's really vitally important that you start thinking, that one starts thinking about the philosophical implications of the model you hold about where this information comes from and what its purpose is. Now, it's not that I think that we need dogmatic truths or beliefs or structures in order to be good intuitives or just to use intuition in a beneficial way in our lives. But I do think that it is vitally important that we have some sort of framework, even if it's a broad cosmological understanding, and by cosmological, I just mean idea or model of how the universe works, that can hold these experiences of intuition and not make us either turn into egomaniac, maniacal, megalomaniac assholes, which are, by the way, everywhere, or leave us with this sense of heavy responsibility that we owe our lives to protecting everybody from any harm whatsoever because we have the capacity to predict that something bad might happen. And honestly, this is a struggle. But the way that I work it out, the way that I move through my life with this intuition is to ask this question, is sharing this information going to empower the person connected to it or not? And ultimately that is a subjective judgment that I have to make, but I need to trust myself that I have the capacity to make that judgment. And if it is going to empower that person, I share delicately and in a straightforward way that this is the experience I have. And if it's not going to empower the person, then I don't, I keep it to myself or I take it to my therapist. The other part that I started talking about was the difference between receiving an intuition, which for me always feels very flat and neutral, it's just information, and then separating out my emotional response from it. This is a really vital skill you've got to learn to do. It's no use having intuition or the capacity to see beyond what majority of people are trained to see if you're going to be completely hijacked by your own emotional response to receiving that information. It's also going to be very difficult to not project your own bullshit on your partner or your friend or your colleague or whoever, the business maybe you're working with, if you can't separate out what you know to be just the intuition from your emotional response to it. If I have an intuition that something's going to, somebody's going to say something or do something to aims, and I don't take into account Ames's ability to respond to that situation themselves, and instead I just spiral into my own, oh my God, this means X, Y, Z for me, then really I've done a disservice to Ames, I've disempowered them, and also myself. So just a few things to think about. 
If you're interested in developing your intuition, join Spiritual Life Upgrade. You'll not find a more supportive environment and a community of people who are doing this work, but in a light and joyful way. I'm really clear that personal development and spiritual development cannot be distinct, cannot be separate from, cannot be removed from an awareness and a consistent intention to dismantle structures of oppression. And so the curriculum in the Spiritual Life Upgrade and indeed all of the work that all of the people, the coaches, the other practitioners, the other students, me, all of it, it's all committed to this aim, which is to dismantle these structures of oppression. And these look like ways of thinking, assumptions about how things might go, ways of unpacking how we're trained to think about things, including intuition. It's just really fucking great. And I, I really want to encourage you to join. It's never been cheaper. £97 a month. What have you got to lose? That's enough for today. If you're interested in these discussions, join me on TikTok because I talk a lot about these sorts of things on my TikTok channel. We're at 15,000 followers now. I'm on my final warning for bullying and harassment of TERFs. Join while you can. Also, uh, if you add me on TikTok, make sure you add my backup account because for sure I'm going to be kicked out and I'll have to start again. But you know what? I will. I hope you have a really good week and that this was helpful to you. And Hopefully I'll see some of you in SLU this week. Okay, bye.